All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Five thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. We've got the rain. It has arrived up here in Hanover County. I'm going to remind you that uh, we are on the lookout for some pretty heavy thunderstorms throughout the evening and the overnight. So just beware of that. They're going to blow through, but uh, they're going to be with us for a bit. I. I look at certain ideas which have been discussed and put forward in a variety of political contexts, and there's somebody who throughout the years has offered some pretty consistent insight, and he, he's a libertarian. He makes no apologies. He makes no apologies for it. Uh, he also has paid very close attention in terms of analyzing the Federal Reserve. And gosh, now that we've got uh, Janet Yellen telling us, what she tell us the other day? Well, we've done everything we could. And then you've got the Federal Reserve now trying to figure out why printing all that money over the last two years might have uh, you know, caused an issue or two. It's craziness. It's just absolute craziness. But uh, Dr. Murray Sabrina is with us, and uh, I'm happy to have him here. Longtime advocate for uh, libertarian policies. And uh, Doc, I am happy to have you with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. It's great to be with you. Well, the pleasure is mine. Now, listen, I want folks to uh, to know the full story. Give everybody the uh, the lay of the land when it comes to you. Well, uh, I'm an immigrant, like uh, tens of millions of, uh, of Americans who came to this country looking for a better life. My parents came here with me and my older brother in uh, August 1949. They're the only members of their families to survive the Holocaust. My father was a major uh, partisan fighter in uh, Poland. Uh, He commanded 230 people to get through World War II. And um, then he decided uh, with my mother to come to America to uh, meet up with his first cousin and his great aunt who raised his mother in America in the early part of the 20th century. I grew up in uh, New York City, in the Bronx specifically, not far from Yankee Stadium. So I've been a Yankee fan since 1953. And had a political journey from a liberal Democrat in the 1960s, which my father was in in the 50s and 60s. He cast his first vote for Adlai Stevenson in 1956 after he became a U.S. citizen. I became a U.S. citizen in 1959, and I take my oath to support the Constitution very seriously, not only as a citizen, but as a political candidate over the years in New Jersey, where I try to get into the United States Senate to bring common sense ideas to uh, people across the country with libertarian solutions, which are based upon the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. And a very fundamental philosophy, Jeff, live and let live and do unto others as you have others do unto you and embrace the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal. They're all good ideas, except for one, Murray. Look, this whole Yankees fan nonsense. Uh, you know, I'm married into a Red Sox family, and I just, I can't let that go. I just, I, oh, 
gosh. All right. But aside from that, my friend, I mean, you really have been for, for, I don't want you to sound old, but it's decades now that you have been advocating some pretty common sense approaches. You've stood as a candidate. Am I right that in New Jersey actually got like major party status, got funding the whole bunch of it, right? Well, 25 years ago, I made political history by being the first third-party candidate to get matching funds, which required me to be in the debates with the Republicans and Democratic uh, nominees for governor. And uh, the consensus was from a lot of smart people who watch the debates. I won the debates but lost the election. But here's the point, Jeff. As a third party, many of my ideas were adapted by both the Republicans and Democrats afterwards. So you don't have to win as a third party candidate to move the needle. For example, in 1912, if you look at the Socialist Party platform, they didn't win anything in terms of at the national level, yet virtually every single idea in that platform has been adopted by the United States government since 1912. So tell me a little bit, when we talk about libertarianism, there are a lot of people who go, ah, you know, they're just Republicans who like to smoke weed. I mean, but there's, there, there's more to it than that, right? Oh, and see, this is the caricature, the cartoonish version of libertarianism. Thomas Jefferson was a libertarian. Andrew Jackson was a libertarian. Uh, a lot of the founding fathers didn't want to have anything to do with a strong central government. That's why the Constitution for some people, was a coup d'etat against the Articles of Confederation, which created a decentralized America, but the Constitution centralized power by giving uh, the federal government the opportunity to create more and more programs over the years, and that's exactly what's happened for 200 years. If you look at the Constitution, Jeff, there's nothing in there that authorizes the Federal Reserve. There's nothing there that authorizes government involvement in education, energy, health care, yet it's all part of our uh, political culture, and it's because these ideas spring up, they, they lie dormant for decades, and then they become embraced by people like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. And, of course, these endless wars that uh, we've been involved in since World War II, they've done nothing for the American people's security. In fact, they've drained American uh, people's uh, treasure by having this unconscionable debt load of $30 trillion. And uh, we have a Federal Reserve, as you pointed out, that's printing trillions of dollars of money. And Yellen is scratching her head with Jerome Powell. Why do we have inflation? <laughs> well, if you print money, it's going to cause prices to rise. That was right. the topic of my dissertation at Rutgers 40 years ago. Wow. Well, listen, I, I, I don't uh, I don't have anywhere near the smarts that you do, but even I, with a minimal Econ 101 figured out, all this money chasing so few goods, that's that's the mm-hmm. textbook definition of inflation, is it not? Absolutely. And, and the, the sad reality is this COVID gave the federal government so much power over our lives, especially the doctor-patient relationship, which basically has been destroyed in America because doctors uh, – fundamentally following the CDC guidelines, which have been awful because there have been protocols that doctors around the world have have followed to treat patients, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, treating patients successfully, having a much better success rate than these vaccines, which, by the way, these vaccines have caused so much harm. In fact, they're not vaccines. It's been admitted that they're gene therapy. And there's been no informed consent of the American people. When you see all these drug commercials on TV, what are the, what are the disclaimers? You may die if you take this drug, but it's advertised on TV. Nothing yeah. has been told to the American people that uh, that these so-called vaccines can cause these adverse reactions like myocarditis in young people and blood clots and a whole host of factors, including death. Mm. So, so let me ask you this, Murray, and I, again, I appreciate you being here. I mean, you've been advocating for libertarian policies for a long time. And as you say, both uh, Democrats and Republicans throughout the years have, have co-opted some of the ideas. So mm-hmm. at this point, we're so far 
down this big government rabbit hole. And as you you talk about the Washington Party, right? I mean, the swamp loves the swamp. Right. The last thing they want is some nudnik, some some busybody like you <laughs> getting in there and screwing up the the gravy train. Well, this is precisely why I've committed myself since I retired exactly two years ago from teaching 35 years of finance, that I think I have an obligation, if you will, as a naturalized citizen to tell, to tell my fellow Americans, we've gone down the wrong path. We're down, as Hayek wrote in 1944, the road to serfdom. And if we continue down this path by in 10, 15, 20 years, uh, when I may not be around and neither may uh, will uh, my colleagues uh, who mm-hmm. I fought with, we have an obligation to make sure that the next generation and the generations after that are living in a much better uh, society. And I've committed myself to going on to talk radio and spreading the word about free markets, limited government, personal responsibility. In fact, when I, I ran for governor in 1997, one student asked me in a forum, in a uh, class that I uh, lectured to, he said, Dr. Sabin, you say be- you believe in limited government, personal responsibility, and free enterprise. What makes you different than a Republican? I said, I mean it. And uh, and that and that's the essence of the problem. We are Republicans campaign many times sounding like libertarians. But when they get in there, they maintain the status quo. And so that's, I think, people's frustration with the Republican Party or most of the Republican Party, because there's some really good people in the Republican Party, like Tom Massey from Kentucky, Rand Paul from Kentucky and others who really understand what the problems are and how to fix them. But instead, uh, the mainstream media uh, discounts anything that challenges the status quo. And we've seen this during the COVID situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Dr. Murray Saber joining us. And, and, and you know, it, it's interesting you, you've referenced Hayek and the road to serfdom. I don't know. I look at Davos. I look at the World Economic Forum and this great reset, man. Uh, they're just telling us you're in the express lane to serfdom. You're not even stopping for tolls right. anytime soon. Well, th- this is what I think we, the American people need, need a wake-up call, and that's my mission now is to give the American people a wake-up call on shows like yours and others, spread the word around the country that there is a better way of organizing ourselves. I think the founders had it right. Organize ourselves at the local level, have a free enterprise economy so goods and services that people want will actually be produced without interference from government, and that trade is the essence of civilization. We need to trade not only domestically, but internationally. Yeah. Unfortunately, governments around the world have taken charge of trade issues, and that's why there's supply chain issues, because governments really screw up the whole supply chain uh, situation. They do. Uh, well, we're going to have you back. That's Dr. Murray Sabre, and he's, he's a brilliant guy, and he's got so much to uh, offer. Uh, as far as the growth of government and whether you're a conservative or a liberal, a Democrat or a Republican, I don't think anybody can argue with the fact that our federal government has grown and grown and grown exponentially. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.